for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. A part of a balanced breakfast and proud members of the Geekio Podcast Network. This is the Generic Live Show. <laughs> yes, indeed, friends. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the Generic Live Show. I am your Generic Live guest host, CJ Boat, host of pretty much literally everything else on the Geek.io network, geek-io.net. So, last hour, we had a lot of fun, until we didn't, uh, with some new goofy politics news, a hyper-racist Don Blankenship, a weird uh, Arizona GOP lawmaker finding out what a furry is, and some Disney stuff along with some heavy-hitting stuff. We begin now, I promised you all, Florida Man stories, and Florida Man, you shall get... That's right, folks. This hour dedicated solely to the man, the, le- the myth, the legend, the almighty Florida man. We begin now with our first story. History of violence. Naked man runs around airport, threatens bomb at Daytona Beach Airport. Said twice, police say. We go now to the very slow loading because it doesn't like... towards law enforcement man running around the there we go we go now to uh, action news 9 martha shigalovsky wtfb9 out of daytona beach telling us a little bit more about this story baggage claims screaming there's a bomb led to the daytona beach international airport being shut down for several hours today new right now at five we've learned that the man has had run-ins with police before channel 9's mike springer alive outside halifax hospital where the man was brought after deputies tased him. Mike. Well, not only do deputies say has this man undergone a mental health evaluation at least twice for the state's Baker Act, but they also say he has a history of violence towards law enforcement. This is the 2017 booking photo of John T. Greenwood when he was brought to the Volusia County Detention Center in September. According to this police report, Greenwood was having a reaction after he took too much Adderall. One of that crews put him on the back of a stretcher and began loading him to the back of the ambulance. Police say Greenwood began punching them. He Jesus. grabbed the officer's handcuffs and began swinging them around. The police officer wrote in the report, I deployed a second five-second cycle. I deployed my department-issued taser for two more five-second cycles. Flash forward to six this morning. This is Volusia County Sheriff's video showing Greenwood hopping off a baggage carousel at the Daytona Beach International Airport naked and afraid. When your cell phone goes off at that hour in the morning, you're like, this is not going to be a good Friday. Debbie said he put a bomb in the airport bathroom. Then they tased him again and took him into custody. The threat shut down the terminal for several hours, delaying the flights of more than 200 passengers. They kept us all calm. They gave us water. They were doing bathroom runs. No bomb was found, only a hole in the wall of the woman's restroom that had been renovated. Inside was a backpack with Greenwood's clothes. Greenwood was taken to Halifax Hospital, where he's currently being treated. That aggravated battery case from last September is still pending. Reporting live in Daytona Beach, Mike Springer, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. 
Yes, indeed. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's the thing. Hey, uh, here's a hint, you guys. Uh, if you're ever in an airport, one, don't run around naked. That's gross. And two, don't try and say there's a bomb. You will get detained and you will get tased in your naked butt a bunch. Um, it was, yeah, these, these are the kind of stories that we get out of Florida, man. We go now, I can't really comment too much about these. We go now to a non-video segment, a non-video story. Florida man attacks mom's boyfriend with samurai sword over can of missing shrimp. That is right. I said a can of missing shrimp and also a samurai sword. Come on, really? Why are you not working for me here? Come on. Why? Why are you doing this to me? I'm trying to show you guys the, the, the story, even though there's not much to it. That's right. Here we go. Oh, geez. This is an old story. Just brought up to my... 2013. You know what? Screw it! The thing I'm most shocked about about the story is that canned shrimp exists. This is Florida. We expect people to do all sorts of crazy things with weird knives, but we also expect people to at least eat fresh shrimp. Jason Lofman, a 34-year-old from Volusia County, was arrested on Saturday on charges... Uh, by the way, Saturday in 2013. On a... Uh, Aggravated assault was a deadly weapon after getting into a d domestic disturbance over a can of shrimp. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Laughlin's mother's boyfriend, Michael Olivart, who is 52 years old, now 55, accused Laughlin of stealing a can of shrimp. Laughlin apparently would not stand for having his honored besmirched over a canned shrimp, so the argument soon got escalated into threats of a physical fight. Laughlin and Earhart decided to take it outside, where Laughlin threatened his not-quite-stepdaddy with a statue. Though the, manage, the two managed to cool off for the moment, Earhart returned inside to the mother's bedroom. Laughlin, however, decided he was going to get the last laugh. Man. He grabbed a samurai sword and used it to break down the bedroom door. Go away, New Times. Sad enough that this somehow avoided me until now. Uh, buh, 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 buh. He once again threatened Earhart, this time with the sword, but his mother and Earhart managed to cool him down. Laughlin retreated once again, this time to the kitchen, but grabbed some knives out of a drawer. He returned to the bedroom and started throwing them at Earhart. Earhart managed to escape by sliding glass doors into the bedroom. When police came, Laughlin claimed he couldn't remember anything because he went into a code red and lost his temper. He also started complaining of chest pains and was immediately taken to the hospital. Uh, spoiler alert, that was not real pain. He was trying to get out of <laughs> PTSD for a ghoul. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, exactly. Uh, those who don't know, uh, I have two post-show bits, one of which is going to be building a uh, open legend character on the screen to get you guys more interested into the mana pool. And also, you know, I don't know, something that I could post at my players for my home game. Um... So we continue on to hopefully more relevant Florida man stories because we're going to go rapid fire on these. 
Florida man found with cocaine in his hair. Tell me which ones you want to hear more about. Uh, F- Florida man found with cocaine hidden in his hair. Florida man, Florida woman moves to Arizona to stalk man who blocked her on a dating app. Sends him sixty five thousand text messages. Uh, Florida man pulls out plastic badge and tells speeding motorist, "I the police." Florida man behind 100 million robocalls hit with $120 million FCC fine. Florida man tosses Gator into windows. Nope, this is the one I got to read. I bring now Florida man arrested for allegedly throwing live alligator into Wendy's drive through window reported on. God damn it. In 2016, Joshua James has been arrested for allegedly tossing a three and a half foot alligator into a Wendy's drive through window. The Juniper, Florida resident pulled up to the drive through, received a drink from an employee and then threw the reptile into the restaurant. According to a report from the Florida fish and wildlife conservation commission, this incident occurred in October, 2016, but the suspect was only recently taken into custody by us marshals. James, who admitted to having picked up the alligator along the side of a road, has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. (laughs) Illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator and second-degree larceny petty theft, according to the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office. It's just a stupid prank prank that he did now. It's turning into this. It's stupid, his mother told WPTV. He's a prankster. He does stuff like this all the time because he thinks it's funny. During a court appearance on Tuesday, a judge ordered James to stay out of all Wendy's restaurants to limit his contact with animals to his mother's dog and to undergo a mental health evaluation and to possess any and, and avoid possessing any weapons. (laughs) <laughs> I the police yes alright so I the police next so yeah uh, funny thing that uh, alligators are apparently a deadly weapon in, uh, in Florida I knew that one but I didn't know that one alright next story rapid fire second second hour uh, I am hungry but in a couple minutes okay alright Florida man pulls out plastic badge and tells speeding motorist I the police Minnesota, WTFF. That's a great name for a radio, uh, for a, oh, this is just WTFFlorida.com. At least this one's relevant. May 11th, 2018. A Florida man was arrested after chasing down a motorcycle and pretending, rather poorly, to be an officer. On Thursday evening, he should have been listening to the Geek.io show. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, geek.io.net. A motorcyclist was cruising down Lake Minnesota shores. He approached the intersection of U.S. Highway 27 and states that a silver pickup truck cut him off before he could make a right turn. He continued heading south, and the truck started driving aggressively, trying to run him off the road, according to the arrest affidavit. The motorcyclist escaped into a left turn lane, and the driver of the silver pickup leapt out and walked towards him. The pickup driver was wearing camouflage shorts and a green shirt. I, the police, said the Florida man to the motorcycle driver. He had a plastic sheriff's badge and a black wallet that he whipped out to prove that he was really the police. He grabbed the biker's arm and attempted to arrest him. The victim didn't really believe he was a cop for whatever reason and pushed him away and told him not to touch him. 
That's when the pickup driver tore the driver's rider's license plate off the bike. The victim was able to get it back. He's being deployed for basic. Um, the victim was able to get it back. He's being deployed for basic training in the unit. Oh, in the United States Army in a few weeks. So this was a good trial to test his resolve. He called the police to inform them what happened because he was afraid that it might happen to someone else. He chose not to prosecute because of the whole thing going to the Army thing. A witness verified the truck was trying to run the motorcyclist off the road. They made a U-turn to try and make sure the biker was okay and snapped the picture of the truck's license plate. Police showed up at home of 65-year-old Roger Roger Jimenez to arrest him. His side story was that he saw the motorcycle going 80 miles per hour and driving recklessly. They stopped to talk about what was going on. He told the motorcyclist that he was going to call the police and let them know that he was speeding and going crazy. He denied pulling out a badge. Police searched his truck and found a toy badge in the cup holder in the center console. The badge was a six-point star sheriff's toy badge, plastic and silver. The witness verified this is the same man that they saw earlier. Jimenez was arrested and charged with false impersonation, burglary and battery, and petite theft. He bonded out. How he bonded out after for four, thir, for thirty one thousand dollars the same day, and the court set was da- the court date was set for June fourth. How does this man get thirty one thousand dollars to bond out of court? Like that's that's my main thing, y'all. Like I don't have thirty one thousand dollars lying around, but I guess if I was a crazy Florida man, I would have that. Maybe we go. To the stalker, because Carrie wanted to hear about the stalker lady. Because it can't just be Florida man. Florida women be crazy, too. Pop this back out, because I closed the wrong window. All right. We go now to CNN reporting. (laughs) It's a slow news day, May 11th. This must have been before all the shit went down. She went on one date... And then bombarded him with 65,000 text messages, police say. Think you've been on a bad date? Well, I'm pretty sure there's nothing like this. A Phoenix area man went on a date, one date, with a woman he met online. The meeting didn't go, likely didn't go well. There wasn't a repeat. He blocked her from the dating app, woman said. That was last year. And soon afterwards, things went wrong. Very wrong. Police say in the next 17 months, the woman sent him text messages. About 65,000 of them, including 500 in one day. Yeah, but still, still, I don't, Roll brings up bond agent, uh, bail bond agent, but still. Uh, In court documents, prosecutors laid out how threatening the tone of some of them were. One said, don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. I don't want to be a murderer. And another, she said she would kill him if he left her and would wear his body parts and bathe in his blood, the document said. And that's just the half of it. Uninvited visits. When the man was out of town last month, he noticed that his home surveillance—he noticed in his home surveillance that the woman broke into his house and was taking a bath in his tub. Police said, "Police came to the residence and discovered not only an uninvited house guest, but also a large butcher knife in the front seat of her car." Ladies and gentlemen, she was getting ready to go down to business. He added parenthetically. 
Officers took her into custody and charged her with felony trespassing. When it was her, when it was time for her to appear in court, she didn't. Authorities said a warrant was issued for her arrest. On Tuesday, by the way, yes, minor point, she skipped a court date. On Tuesday in Paradise Valley, a small affluent town in Arizona arrested the woman after she said she showed up at the man's business and claimed to be his wife. They identified her as Jacqueline Aids, 31. In an interview with CNN affiliate KPHO, the woman said she never intended to hurt the victim and that she still loves him. She said she moved to Arizona from Florida and first met the man in January 2017 after initially connecting online. She called the victim her soulmate and told reporters that he was her healing angel. Aww. Aww, she loves him so much. He's her healing angel. I don't understand why he would avoid her. The the crockpot journalist adds, parenthetically, I told him if he ever blocked me on this app that I would come out there. Only she's a woman of her word. The woman told reporters, and he blocked me, so I came here. Well, dedication. Dedication. Good job, Florida woman. The woman's status conference and preliminary hearing are scheduled for next week, and it's unclear whether or not she had hired an attorney. The local Phoenix affiliate asked jail officers, officials, whether AIDS was receiving treatment at their facility, and they wouldn't comment on that, citing medical privacy laws. CNN has reached out to a municipal, Municipoca, Municipoca County to see if the woman needs or has had a medical treatment or evaluation rather, and is waiting to hear back. When asked by the reporters Thursday, if 65,000 text message was excessive, she said, she simply responded. Love is an excessive thing. Boy. Oh my God! Just wow, you guys! I didn't expect it to go that far. Uh, bearing the lead, the the the, the I've let it. But well done, CNN. Come for the sixty-five thousand dollars, sixty-five thousand text messages. Stay for the butcher knife passed over in the front seats. But she loves him. She loves him so much. All right. We continue on with our Florida man bombardment. We have Florida man behind 100 million robocalls hit with a $120 million FCC fine. Cops thought alligators ate Florida man in 2000. Now his wife faces murder charges. Uh, We already read that one. Florida man bites dog to establish dominance. That's literally a man bites dog. We're not reading that one. Florida man convicted of murder punches his defense attorney in the head repeatedly. Sold. (laughs) We go now to Ocala.com. Reported May 11th, 2018. Man, Florida man was busy on uh, May 11th. The journey... Ads. Those are good. Skip survey, please. God, why? Jury, jury found all four defendants guilty as charged in the 2016 murder of Courtney London. Oh. After four guilty verdicts were read in a first-degree murder trial on Friday, a melee broke out 
in the Alcala courtroom involving three of the defendants, attorneys and sheriff's deputies. Jurors had deliberated for about nine hours before returning verdicts as guilty as charged for Killa Tyrell Richardson, 23, Travis Jamar Davis, 20, Brandon J.M. Banks, 22, and Kelvon S. Grimmage, 21. I know yeah, exactly you guys like yeah let's let's uh, let's focus you know what let's focus on the 20 20 uh, 65,000 all right so we all know there's 24 hours in the day so that's 60 hours there's 60 um 60 minutes in each hour so 24 divided by 60 you'd have to send 0.4 messages an hour Well, no, yeah, yeah, 65 messages. Well, 17 months. The 501 day is the big thing. Because she bang, 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 on that one. The verdicts had been, and we return now to our article. The verdicts had been read and the jury was being ushered back to the jury room to collect their belongings when the fight broke out. Davis, who later said that he was mad at the moment, punched his defense attorney, Daniel Daniel Hernandez, in the head multiple times. Grimmage then joined in. Banks mainly stood against the wall that divides the courtroom and gallery. <laughs> Richardson was already being left out, led out of the courtroom when the first punches flew. Davis, Grimmage, and Banks were hit with tasers. T- why did Why did Banks do? Banks was just against the wall. Why did he get tased? Tased, tackled to the floor and handcuffed in a corner behind the defense table. All the other attorneys were able to get out of the way and were not hurt. Once separated, Davis, who sat on the floor of the middle of the courtroom, surrounded by deputies and Grimmage, who was still face down on the floor, while three deputies knelt on top of him, yelled several things at one another, including that they loved each other. Aww. Better love story than that last one we just read, you guys. All the defense were then taken back to the holding cells before sentencing. Before, during, and each sentencing, they could be heard yelling in the holding cells. Fifth Circuit Judge Steve Rogers. I can't make this up. Hey, guys. Florida has Captain America for a circuit judge. Go us. Did not let the defendants come out or more than five feet from the door leading back to each of the holding cells during each sentencing. Each man was surrounded and watched by at least five deputies. Both Grimmage and Davis threw up gang signs during their sentencing. Davis apologized to his attorney and everyone and told Assistant State Attorney Amy Berthold, she got me expletive up. Banks told his defense attorney, Young Tyndall, he had done the best he could and told Bert that she did a good job. Both Banks and Davis de- declared that they would be back as they were led out of the courtroom. The tussle capped off a long, a week-long trial that involved several eyewitnesses putting the four defendants together in an apartment before the murder, discussing plans to rob London, and putting all of them in an alleged getaway car. Defense attorneys argued that the state could not actually put their clients on the scene, the crime... And now it gets boring from there. 
<sighs> Florida man arrested for practicing karate by kicking swans in the head. We go now to Deadspin. A Florida man interested in karate alleged, uh, is alleged to have an elusive and illegal target for his kicks. Bird faces! Uh, last week, the Orlando... When was this published? I'm just going to make sure. May 11th, 2018! Man. Friday. Am I right? Last week, the Orlando Sentinel reported that Rocco Joseph Mantella was arrested for practicing, quote, practicing karate, unquote, by kicking swans in the head at a park in downtown Orlando and further details of his arrest, which were first published by the Bloody Elbow, are wild as shit. (laughs) According to the Orlando County, Florida arrest affidavit, Mantella was spotted by a few eyewitnesses around 9.30 a.m. on Thursday, April 26th, kicking a bunch of animals. Someone saw him kick one swan in the head and another in the butt while, quote-unquote, practicing karate. His kicks were enough to knock one swan down, and a witness told him he was told... uh, A witness said that he was kicking as hard as possible. Mantella was also apparently targeted... Also apparently targeted a small duck enjoying a morning nap. That's too far. You leave baby ducks alone. When one witness saw what he was doing, he apparently began to laugh at her. Mantella was charged with one count of cruelty to animals, which carries a maximum of six months in Florida. Except if it's an alligator, apparently. Mantella has some experience fighting humans as he wrestled for Indiana, Indiana University, fought as an amateur MMA bout once, and almost made his pro MMA debut in 2012. I can... I can... Uh, this assault, so foul. Good job, Florida man. Um, Man, the, the Daytona naked bomber thing got a lot of stuff. Um, So we go now to our next list. I promise you Florida Man stories and Florida Man you shall get. And none of these were prepared ahead of time. I only had two prepared ahead of time and I didn't take as long as I was going to on them. So, you know, now we're just going rapid fire and me reading them and answering your questions as we get to them. We have Florida Man steals barbecue supplies but no meat, cops say. Um... Florida man discharges gun while teaching firearm safety. Again, another dog bites man lead. Um, also, the legless fugitive girlfriend and plastic tote story is getting a lot of room on it, too. Um, Florida man, man takes that. Nope. Florida man tries to steal NFL QB's truck. Can't get it out of lot. Goes back into party and gets arrested. <laughs> That one sounds fun. Let's do that one. We report now to ESPN on May 11th, 2018. Oh my God. Friday. Um, they are, they are very mean Carrie, but only when you're not aggressive towards them. I mean, any, any animal's instinct to being assaulted, typically, unless they are cornered and this may not have been near their nests, is to literally flight. Like, especially in the case of these guys. Um, 
they're not going unless you are directly threatening their young. They're they're not usually going to be uh, aggressive back towards him. They're going to realize, oh, that hurt. I'm out of here. Fuck you, dude. Now, if you're chasing them, yeah, they're going to come after you and uh, attack you. Um. So we now go to ESPN reporting. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Blake Bortles intercepted a would-be thief and helped police arrest the teenager while at a Jacksonville Beach house party held at the home of teammate Brandon Linder on Wednesday night. According to a Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville Beach police officer report, a copy of which was obtained by News 4 Jacks, 18-year-old Joseph Hortman rummaged through several vehicles at the party, including Bortles' Ford F-150, which was unlocked with the keys inside. Now we know why the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't progressing any further in any of their games. The reporter added parenthetically. Surveillance video showed Horton taking Bortles' wallet from the truck. Boy, we do not leave our trucks unlocked. And we certainly, boy, and I need you to understand me on this one, boy. We certainly never leave our wallets in said unlocked truck. Do you understand me, boy? I do not wish to hear your lip, boy. (sighs) Witnesses, per the police report, said Horton tried to drive away in the truck but couldn't get it out of the crowded lot and instead entered the home. Police were then called um, and found Horton being held by Bortles and two of his friends. Horton was arrested and charged with burglary, trespassing, grand theft. Online records show. All right. I'm more mad at the QB that we pay a lot of money to than the idiot who did this. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's a positive one. No, I don't want to read that one. Nope. Florida man asks asks to leave crash so he can go get more meth. Um, Florida man enjoys dressing in drag and stealing lights of Heineken. Don't don't kink shame him. Florida man passed out in car for smoking with a smoking pipe as his kids yelled at him to wake up. That's just sad. Florida man asks about stealing beer, learns it means jail. Florida man pretends not to speak English to rob people in grocery stores. Sounds good. I'm trying to put as much distance between. Actually, I've been going at this for what? A half hour now? I need to check my time. All right. Yeah. Half hour. All right. So. It's time we get into actual news, you guys. Florida man, you've been great. You've been fantastic. And you've let us laugh and learn some lessons. However, it is time for the big boys to play. It is time for me to take it upon myself to break Dale's rules. You leave me alone in the show and I shall commit to a bit. And that commit to a bit is me being very angry liberal. And what's worse than a very angry liberal is a very angry red liberal. I bring you now 
to the biggest story that nobody is more than talking about anymore. We now listen to our presidents, not my president, but elected, whatever, Donald Trump talking about the Iranian nuclear plant. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. In a few moments, I will sign a presidential memorandum to begin reinstating U.S. nuclear sanctions on the Iranian regime. We will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the United States. America will not be held hostage to nuclear blackmail. We will not allow American cities to be threatened with destruction. And we will not allow a regime that chants death to America to gain access to the most deadly weapons on Earth. Today's action sends a critical message. The United States no longer makes empty threats. When I make promises, I keep them. All right. Close that window. So, as you heard, that was our President Donald Trump announcing on Tuesday that he is quitting the Iranian nuclear deal, pitting him against all of our, literally all of our closest allies and Russia. Uh, leaving the future of Tehran's nuclear ambitions in question. It is clear to me that we cannot prevent an Iranian nuclear bomb after the decaying and rotten structure of the current agreement. Trump said from the White House diplomatic room, the Iran deal is defective at its core and we do nothing. And if we do nothing, we know exactly what will happen. All right. So... This is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. Obviously, this is me reading now a part. We'll get back to that. So a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, history on this. The Iranian nuclear deal was struck because Iran had enough weaponized level enriched plutonium or uranium, sorry, to create eight to nine nuclear weapons. Now, I want to point out that these are nuclear weapons at least on the level of what was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in World War II, if not more. There are still places in those cities and in those that regions of Japan that are unlivable. Iran had enough to launch eight to nine of them. And could have done so very quickly. Um, they were... Initially, we put economic sanctions on the country, crippling it to a point of almost extinction. Uh, it was... Or to... Um, not extinction. Uh, bankruptcy. Much akin to North Korea. It's... By the way, which was the other one, but North Korea was kind of done and out. All right? We... Yeah, North Korea talking peace talks. By the way, it's taking place in Singapore now. Um, not the demilitarized zone, thankfully. So, 
there were very strict economic sanctions put on Iran because that's what we did. We do that and kept them from developing and mining the minerals to need to actually launch those weaponized um, missiles and certainly a long distance weaponization of them. Um, that was applauded by a lot of the right as the correct thing to do. Along came uh, the latter part of uh, Obama's time as president. And we struck up a deal with other allies, uh, including the United Kingdom. I want to get the exact list here. United Kingdom, France, Germany, uh, Russia, China were the ones who did this one with us. Um, we basically said Cliff's Notes version. I've actually read most of the plan. Uh, basically said we will lift these economic sanctions if you dismantle your nuclear weaponization. Now, Iran's pretty Iran's power grid is 95% nuclear because they have put so much money into the nuclear plants to create weapons. They also sp spread that onto uh, basically powering their entire country with it. Now, without money flowing into that, obviously they de-enrich their their uranium um, and destroyed all of the ones that they couldn't in a safe in a safe way put in by the United Nations. There were agreements that they could not enrich uranium over thirteen uh, percent, I believe it is. Uh. Thirteen percent, um, which is far below the amount that is needed for a weaponization. By the way, uranium needs to be weaponized at or uh, enriched to a point of ninety-three percent for a minor bomb, ninety-eight percent for a major bomb. Um, so thirteen percent is basically enough to enrich the power grid. Um, they also were told that they can no longer build any new nuclear facilities and all of their nuclear facilities could be uh, investigated by a um, international committee within 21 days of uh, being notified. Now, one of the kickbacks on this from the right was, well, 21 days, they can do a lot in 21 days. No, you can't. <laughs> Not when it comes to high-grade nuclear weapons. Um, 21 days is barely enough time to de-enrich the uranium to be able to get it to the point where it's not a active threat any longer. Much less getting it off of premises safely so it does not detonate and blow up half of your country. And if Iran is good for anything any one thing and it's protecting its own people. Uh, we continue on with the CNN story. Uh, in announcing his long telegraph decision, Trump said he would initiate new sanctions on the regime, crippling the touchstone agreement negotiated by his predecessor. Trump said any country that helps Iran obtain nuclear weapons would be strongly sanctioned. This was a horrible one-sided deal. 
that should have never been made, the president said in remarks, and that at times misrepresented the inter the international agreements provisions. It didn't bring calm. It didn't bring peace, and it never will. Trump's decision could have had ex could have explosive consequences, sustaining longstanding United States alliances, disrupting oil markets, and boosting tensions in the Middle East. Even if the U.S. reversal doesn't lead to Iran to restart its uh, atomic program, now. The rest of the countries that were in that agreement were still there, by the way. Uh, so United States, or United Kingdom, France, Germany, China, and Russia are all still within that. Um, so Iran's not making any headway anytime soon, China being the world's largest standing army and Russia being the second most technologically savvy and nuclear-ready uh, superpower in the world. Iran's probably not jumping at the bit to um, continue its weaponized nuclear program. Um, while Trump supporters praised the move, analysts said critics and that said and critics said that it undermines Washington's credibility in future negotiations, particularly with North Korea, and potentially empowers the very hardliners in Iran that Trump vilified in his remarks. Now, there's a huge um, uprising in the youth of Iran, much like there is here. Much of the youth of Iran that is getting ready to be able to gain into power, uh, there's a huge left swing to this. Um, this, and I've read several interviews with people in Iran about this, and those youth are very, very saddened by this news for lack of a better term. Uh, they no longer trust the United States. There's been several, you know, Theresa May has came and said that she's not, she's can't really trust the United States on their word anymore. Between the Paris climate accords, uh, the trades, uh, trans Pacific partnership and this, we've pulled out of most of our partnerships that the Obama, uh, the Obama, um, presidency had put in, in the first place. Um, President Barack Obama, who rarely comments on his successor, issued a statement describing Trump's move as a serious mistake that could leave the United States with a losing choice between a nuclear-armed Iran or another war in the in the Middle East. Some of the U.S. closest allies, United Kingdom, France, and Germany, issued a statement expressing regret and concern about the decision, emphasizing Iran's compliance with the deal and their continuing commitment to the Joint Commission Plan of Action of which the ideal is formally known. Iran's president, Hassan, Houdini, Hassan Rouhani, Rouhani, said that he ordered the country's atomic industry to keep ready to restart industrial uranium enrichment, while the country's foreign minister said that it would work with the pact's remaining partners, France, United Kingdom, Germany, China, Russia, to see whether or not they can ensure full benefits to Iran, outcome will determine our response. Now, the United States being the second richest company, uh, richest country in that, first being China, this puts a major haul on this partnership, whether or not, you know, these sanctions on Iran, which are horrifying, by the way, on a human rights level, these sanctions are never good. Um... They 
the likelihood of these continuing is going to be slim to none, and they could probably put this uh, put these back in um, production within the year. So, unless there's something taken care of, you now have a more before Iran was just wanting to kind of be noticed. Now they've been noticed and had their money taken away from them. You've now made them desperate. They've already began launching missiles into... By the way, Carrie, I'm not doing anything. My gloss is right. They've, now, they've already began launching missiles into Israel and began funneling money back into Hezbollah, which is the terrorist organization fighting in the Palestinian peninsula. This is a dangerous, dangerous thing, especially on the heels of a possible partnership with North and South Korea. And something that I don't think they really took into consideration coming at not a lot of people's surprise. Um, U.S. foes used to portray the United States as an international outlier. Underscoring the United States, not Iran, is now technically in violation of the deal. 100% correct. The position promulgated by Washington represents a significant violation of JCPOA, the Russian Foreign Ministry said in a statement, describing Trump's decision as a new confirmation of Washington's incompetence. The Russians also said the U.S. claims... Uh, that you, that the U.S. claims regarding Iran's absolute legitimate nuclear activities are just a cover for keeping political scores with the country. Indeed, senior uh, Trump administrative officials, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and the Director of International Intelligence Daniel Coats, have said Iran is adhering to the commitments under the deal. But Trump has argued that we may be sticking to the letter of the account, but have violated its spirit by fostering discord in the region by supporting groups like Hezbollah, Houthi rebels in Yemen, and the Syrian regime. Trump denied that the deal was an embarrassment, or decried, or derided, blah, 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 blah. The deal is an embarrassment that gave the regime dollars at the same time it supported terrorism. So this, this while a minor thing and people thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because this businessman that we elected under the premise of, I will make us better deals, took out a major deal that kept the world safe from nuclear threats from Iran for 30 years. Of which they were 100% adhering to. And limiting not only our ability to make proper negotiating decisions, but also keeping our word in the first place. So with us going into a historic communication with North Korea next week. This does not bode well. And it will, and only time will tell what this matters for us. But that is neither hide nor hair of what is going on with that. That is all the time that we have really for this episode of the generic live show. 
play the outro. That is right, folks. It's time for us to end this drastically different, I'm not as entertaining as Dale, version of the Generic Life Show. I, of course, have been... Um, so we're going to recap here. We did today, of course. Pre-show, had some funny bits. The ghost of Dale Campbell joined me as we broke down a song. Go over to uh, patreon.com slash geekio to figure out what song we broke down and what it meant. And the first hour, of course, we talked about furries. A weird West Virginia racist who failed at his one job, which is getting elected. Some gun control news. And, of course, Disney news. We learned today also that Florida Man be Florida Man. I promised you Florida Man stories. I provided several. I hope you enjoyed them. We learned that uh, being naked at an airport is a bad decision on many levels. That can't trip is a thing. Sounds real gross. Uh, We learned that throwing an alligator to a Wendy's is assault with a deadly weapon, which, I mean, is also accurate. We learned that once ducks are, or once uh, geese are kicked, they don't fight back. And we also learned that Trump is really, really bad at business negotiations, especially when the business is his job. Dale will be back next week with more of what you expect out of the generic live show. I'm glad you, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, go ahead and do show show at geek-io.net. That is S-H-O-W at geek-io.net. And that will give you all of what you would want. Uh, just put generic live show and call me out on my crap. If you want to call me out on being a bleeding heart liberal, go ahead and do that. I am an unabashed bleeding heart liberal. If you want more of this, let me know as well. If you want less of this, let me know as well when I, if I ever host the generic live show again. Uh, I'll take your consideration into mind. I promise. I care about what you'll say. Show at geek-io.net. Make sure that you go over to our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash geek.io, where you can support this show and everything that we do on the Geek.io network. You can chat with us live. As always, by going over to Patreon, nope, geek-io.net slash Discord, which gets you into our private Discord channel where you can chat with us. And if you pledge anything to our Patreon, you will get a private Discord channel where you can directly influence what you hear and see on the Geek.io network. Uh, Once again, my name is CJ. I'm the host of the Geek.io show. Dale will be back next week with more generic live goodness. Make sure you head over to uh, geek-io.net slash generic live home as well for all of his amazing stuff that he and the almighty Carrie had worked on. But that's enough of me blathering. We'll see you next time right here on Generic Life Show. Bye! Hope you've enjoyed this Geek.io Media Network production. For more, visit geek-io.net. Copyright 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>